0: It's the Stan Bravo podcast. (laughs) Good morning, good evening, whatever time zone you're in. This is Stan Bravo podcast. And of course, I am your host, Stan Bravo. Salutations, all that. What is good? What is popping? My niggas. Nigga, 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 nigga. What is good? I love saying that word. I love saying that word. It's one of the few luxuries that we have as black people to be able to say that word. So I'm going to say it. Nigga. (laughs) Oh, God, we're going to get into it, man. We're talking about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Oh, boy, boy, oh, boy. Sidebar, can I just say something real quick? I am... I'm a nerd, right? Like, when I grew up and I would watch cartoons and, you know, you'd watch whatever, the Jetsons and all these other cartoons about the future, I thought by 2022, we would be having flying cars instead of more racism, but here we are, nigga. <laughs> oh shit! All right. Look, I mean, I'm gonna um, I had some uh, thoughts on it. I still do have some uh, thoughts on it. So I'm gonna go through that. I'm gonna. This is gonna be like a long-winded one. Um, gonna share my whole thoughts on everything on Joe Rogan, on um. Nigga, well, while I can say it and why you can't say it, um, racism and 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 also more importantly, how how I feel that racism is used as a tool to divide. So let's start at the the top, shall we? Mr. Rogan, Mr. Joe Rogan. We all know that uh, Mr. Rogan has a really popular podcast um, and has it gone for years. Signed a huge deal with Spotify worth 100 M's. I mean, yeah, that's big. We're going to go ahead and drop a bomb for that. Now... The mainstream media does appear to be coming at Joe Rogan's neck. We're going to drop a bomb for that as well. Some people believe it's because Mr. Rogan's podcast. Um, let me make sure I'm, I'm, I'm not peeking this mic, man. Here we go. Some people believe it's because Mr. Rogan's podcast has gained way more popularity and more influence than the mainstream media. I, for one, tend to agree. You know? um, I mean, you could make the argument that CNN is a multi-billion dollar corporation, but still, a lot of people get their information and news from joe rogan that's the thing that does happen um on the surface level joe rogan's podcast does it appear to be in my opinion my opinion does appear to be a podcast that is open and is honest and it's all about having you know uh Great dialogue with people, great conversations. And for that, I'm going to drop another bomb for Mr. Rogan. Now, the mainstream media has been at Joe's neck for some information that he's been putting out about COVID-19 or not him um, per se, but more so that the guests that he has had on. Questions that he has been um, asking, which I, I think are valid and are well in his right to ask questions. We all should be asking questions. Why not? Why not? Subsequently, some artists came out, notably Neil Young. Came out and said, hey, man, this dude is spreading misinformation. Spotify, take my music off your goddamn platform. It's Neil Young, you know, this guy. Kind of, well, it's Neil Young, right? It's a big, big story there. That kind of, that story kind of came and went a little bit. But the one that stuck is a story about India, RE. Shout out to her and her saying, listen, um, I want Spotify to take my music off as well, Um, mainly to because I don't agree with Joe Rogan because of this. And she, you know, posted a clip which showed over time, like over a while, Joe Rogan saying, nigga. Like Network, uh, in many different ways. Um, according to him, it was all taken out of context, but it's out there. The video round rounded off with a uh, a, uh, a old clip of Joe uh, telling a story about going to the movies. And uh, to, to wanted to go see Planet of the Apes, I believe he was in Philly at the time. Taxi driver drops him off, and he's like, Dude, I was really in the Planet of the Apes, there were like no white people around. Right? Shout out to that one dude, I, f- I forget his name, but the um Italian guy, I think he caught it and he shut his mouth promptly, did not laugh the other dude, right? Whoever that dude was, sir, fuck you. Respectfully or disrespectfully, choose one. And I think once Joe realized that the other dude didn't laugh, he was like, oh, that's not fair. I I did say something racist here. He said that. Now, uh, again, this is just me um, throwing out like my theories as to why he sort of caught himself. But if you watch the clip, or at least that's what I saw when I watched the clip. Um. Now. To ask the question about, is Joe Rogan a racist? I don't know the man personally. I don't know him. I probably will never know him. Um, the whole, um, you know, I got black friends thing. Eh, you know, that that in of itself is racist as, as hell because the the implication here is that black people are a monolith. And just because you have black friends, sir, or you have black people that are coming out now and caping for you and saying that, hey, no, he's not that that means that this is how everybody else should feel. That's wild. You know, I saw it. The videos with him saying, nigga. Uh, I thought to myself, okay, yeah, that that stung. You know, I went back, I watched it. It was goofy shit. The ape shit, though, that to me said a lot. If I'm being real, that to me said a lot. Because there's something about uh, a lot of white celebrities. Not a lot, but we'll say a couple white celebrities. that that I can think of in recent memory that has came out and has told these, quote, jokes, right? About black people, but they do it in such a way that is completely dehumanizing. Let me remind you of a young Justin Bieber, right? When the video of Justin Bieber came out, his joke was talking about chasing black people with chainsaws. And going, nigga, 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 right? I don't know what's so funny about murdering black people while hollering out, nigga. But that is what he did. And I remember Harvey Levin came out on TMZ and stated that he had that video for a while. And he decided not to post that video because, quote, I didn't want, I knew that it was going to be bad for the kid's career. Mr. Levin, why was that um, courtesy not extended to uh, Chris Brown? I don't know. Not to say that I agree with what Chris did to Rihanna, because I don't, period. But however, one has to ask that question, sir. But I digress. That is what was said. I got a pretty good memory for the record. (sighs) So where was I? So, uh, you know, these jokes, these jokes, these jokes, these jokes. I think back to uh, Dave Chappelle, who I know is friends with Joe Rogan. It's fine, you know, but I remember when Dave talked about why he left his show. And how when he was doing that, um, I think it was the uh, the racist pixie episode of Chappelle's show, how there was somebody in the crew that laughed. And it wasn't a laugh that Dave liked. It was a laugh that Dave felt had something extra to it. And that turned him off. So, you know, the idea with jokes, right? It's like, we all love jokes. I love jokes. Um, I love comedy. I love all types of comedy. I do. But there are some times when, you know, the comedian is trying to, trying to find a loophole, in my opinion... To showcase who they are without admitting who they are. Hmm? The planet of the of the apes joke to me. Well, sir, you are equating black people to apes. There's no way around it. You can't backslide out of it now and say, no, this is not like you legit said. (laughs) Oh, that was racist. So, you know, it was. And you know that there's a historical context associated associated with dehumanizing black people to justify racist acts against black people. That's like the that that has to be, you know, one of the top rules in the KKK or the uh, the uh, neo-Nazi handbook surely has to be. This idea that in order for one to be racist, you have to be a a member of the clan, right? Or, you know, a, a, a member of the Aryan Brotherhood is wild to me. And I think it's wild to any black person, to be honest with you. And and, and I know that we are not a monolith, but I feel like I feel like I, I can say that comfortably. For a decent amount of black people. I'm not going to say all. Because uh, again, we are not all the same. What I also found find that is like... I don't know. It's kind of like funny to me. Is how... <laughs> some people... Want the ability to say... And do racist shit, but not want to be labeled a racist. This blows my mind apart. <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about? Like, what what you know what universe do you live in, sir? I'm gonna tell you something, right? When when I watched those um that um um those, you know, that a clip, and of course the whole um ape thing. I thought to myself, you know, this to me is what I feel some, I'm not gonna say all, some, how some white folks get down in private. So to me, Joe Rogan had. A conversation that he would probably normally have in private and public. So can you be cool. With black people. While still holding somebody's core beliefs. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. To some people they can. If you watch, like, some people have this cognitive dissonance. If you remember from the actual episode called Cognitive Dissonance in them, where they can say horrible things about the average black person, but then turn around, oh my God, I love Dave Chappelle. You know, I love Kendra Lamar. I love Tupac. I love Kobe Bryant. Just not you niggas. It's wild to me. It's wild. It's wild. But a lot of folks do this. You know. So is is Mr. Rogan a racist? I don't know. I don't know. Does he have some racist core beliefs that probably exist inside of him? I, I'm gonna say probably. Yeah, I'll say that. 100%. 100%. Staying on Joe Rogan for a little while longer, I want to question... This is something that I find fascinating, right? Is the amount of black people that have came out in support of Mr. Rogan. The, The amount of black men that have came out in support of Mr. Rogan. And I think to myself, man... When folks were on Nick Cannon, when they were on Whoopi Goldberg, right? I didn't see, the you know, the folks from, from the other side coming out and swooping in to rescue Nick or Whoopi. I didn't see that. But every time, every time one of your favorite white celebrities shows you their ass... Is a shit ton of black folks who stand in line waiting to become their PR agents. I was in a room on Clubhouse. Shout out to a, to a Clubhouse. I was in this, this room on Clubhouse and I was listening to this guy talk, a black guy talk. And he was saying, he was talking about, of course, Joe Rogan. He was sitting there and he was talking about... What he would do if he was part of Joe Rogan's team and how what strategy he would come up with to get black people back on his side. I was like, wow. That's weird. Why is it so hard for Joe to take his medicine? He's going to, he's Joe is going to be okay. You already seen, was it Rumble offer him like, you know, like a hundred million? Like, Joe is going to be fine. Guarantee you by, you know, this time, uh, two weeks from now, nobody's going to give a shit. 100%. By March, this is going to be old news. And if you bring it up, there's going to be a million Joe Rogan stands. No relation. Who are gonna line up to shoot you down in the comments? That will happen. I think to myself, why is it that he is not allowed to take his medicine? Why? Right? You can say that he is this figure for for free for uh, free speech. You can label him as that. But you can also say that he said some fucked up shit. And right now, in this moment, he's got to feel that fire. The same way we all do. Right. If I say something crazy, I don't expect people to sit over here and try to try to strategize, you know, uh, uh, um, ways that uh, uh, uh of things that I can do to get back in, in, in people's good books. At least not for free. These folks was lined up, man. Shit's wild. Shit is really wild. Um, I'm going to go ahead, take a break, pay a couple bills. We're going to be back. This is Stan Bravo Podcast. I'm here. You guys are out there. Do not go nowhere. Yo, what up, what up? This is Stan Bravo, the host of the Stan Bravo Podcast. It's the Stan Bravo Podcast. (laughs) Are you a business owner that is looking for a way to partner with the pod? Well, I would love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. Stan Bravo podcast at gmail.com with a proposal and I will check it out. And if it makes sense, I'll be in touch. Yo, what up? This is Stan Bravo. As many of you guys may know early this year, I went through cancer and even chemotherapy and thank God I've made it out on the other side. And as a way to give back to the people that have given me a second chance, I designed a collection of t-shirts to raise money for the McCarthy cancer therapy center some of the proceeds from the shirts will go to the center to raise money for the folks there that do an amazing job day in day out especially during the times that we're living in now with this pandemic if you're interested head over to stanbravo.com right now check out one of the shirts and uh, purchase one today Yo, are you a singer, a dancer, a rapper, whatever you are, I am looking for some unsigned, talented people to interview. Are you one of them? I think you could be. Here's how we will both know. Shoot me an email, podcast at gmail.com and let me know why you should be on the pod. And if it makes sense, then I'll have you on. At Stan Bravo Podcast at gmail.com. It's the Stan Bravo Podcast. <laughs> Back with you. It's the Stan Bravo Podcast. And of course, I'm Stan Bravo. Uh, talking about Joe Rogan. How could I not? How could I not? Um. Real quick, if you are just tuning in, please go ahead, subscribe to the pod. Um, do what you guys do, like it, share it, comment. All that, flash it. I really do appreciate it. All right. Now, here is an interesting thing that I, I always find when people talk about, nigga. Usually, folks like white people will always tend to say, well, hey, man, hey. Hey. I know that word is bad, man. That word sucks. We all shouldn't say it. You know, you rappers, you guys, you know, put it in your songs. Should stop saying it. (sighs) I mean, if you if you're seeing somebody that you clearly know is doing the wrong thing. Clearly, by your admission, sir or madam, why would you want to join them? That's my question. What do you get out of saying it? Why do you want to say it? What does it mean to you? That's wild to me. I know why we say it. I'm not saying that I I, why I agree or or I disagree, but I do like saying nigga. But why do you want to say it? Does it make you feel like you're equal? To us that 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 that's the missing link. That if you can't say nigga. That you're not completely equal. Does the fact that black people say that white people can't say it make you think of past things that happened? Maybe that makes you feel uncomfortable? Hmm? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's weird. Why do you want to say it? Why? You know? What does it mean for you to say it? That's my question. And I have yet to hear a white person answer that question honestly. And, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and, and say that they can't answer it honestly without feeling uncomfortable. I remember when I was in school, I was studying, I think it was like intro to psychology. The teacher said that the most confrontational creation known to man is the mirror because the mirror never lies. It's going to always show you who you are in that moment. So maybe with some people, this is just me, you know, throwing theories out. Maybe with some people. When they know that they say it and they know all of the history that's attached with white people saying it, that's confronting. It's reflecting a image back that some people don't want to see. Do you believe that saying it is somehow the way for black people to say that? Hey, hey, We forgive your ancestors. Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know. But I always find it fascinating whenever I hear white folks saying, hey, man, why can't I say it? And I tell them this. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to keep it all the way real with you. I tell them, technically, theoretically, you can say it. You can physically move your mouth and say it, and the words will leave your mouth. You can do that. However, you know that if you say, NIGGA, one of three things is gonna happen. Scenario number one, the black person that you're saying it to will ignore you. That can happen. Scenario number two, The black person that you say it to might take the time to actually educate you on why you should not be saying that. Scenario number three. The black person that that you say it to will skip scenarios one and two and sit you on your back pockets. That's a thing. And if you're okay with either one of those scenarios or all three of those scenarios, then go ahead and say it. a wild thing. (sighs) This whole thing about, well, shit, man. Hey, hey, hey. I have black friends. What does that mean to me? What does that mean to me? It means nothing to me. At all. And in truth, I'm going to keep it so real with you. The black friends that you have are not friends at all. Because a true friend will tell you, hey, man, hey, dude, check this out. Me and you were cool, right? So if you get around me, you could say it around me. But outside, not every black person thinks like me or feels like me. So if you say it to the wrong person on the right day, they might go home with your jaw. That's the thing. That's what a real friend would say. A real friend would not be sitting there and saying, yeah, man, you know what? That that That's a great point. We say it. You should be able to say it, too. No, sir. That's not a friend. Not a friend to you. See me? Stan Bravo. I am your friend, sir. I care about you. <laughs> and your jaw. Pause. Okay. And because I care about you, I'm telling you. I wouldn't say it if I was you. Respectfully. Respectfully. Always got to be respectful. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know, it's the whole, the whole idea of it is, is so wild to me. Like I was like, there's this one clip. I don't think it's actually part of that montage uh, of Joe Rogan's, um, you know, racist moments. Um, but there is one clip that I, that I found online with Joe talking to, I want to say it was Joe Rogan episode 124. Um, and he's talking to a dude named, I think his name is Greg Fitzsimmons. All right. To somebody listening, you can pretty much pull it up and, and uh, verify if this is true or not. I, but I would imagine by now, Spotify probably probably pulled it down. But of course, you know, things on the internet live online. So you probably can, can still find it. In it, he's talking about the word. And he's talking about how it's such an unusual word, how some people can say it and some people can't say it. And him and... Greg are having this conversation back and forth about it, and then Joe Rogan sits there. He says, "Say it, say it, say it." And Greg says, "Uh, uh, uh, nigger." (laughs) Like fucking schoolgirls. It's wild to me. It's wild. And then, you know, I hear this defense. Hey, man, I say a lot of dumb shit. I say a lot of dumb shit. Sir, Mr. Rogan, respectfully, that is a cop-out, sir. That's a cop-out. Okay? When I first was on the radio, shout-out to a Koury Radio in Sydney. The uh, program director of the time was a man by the name of uh, Alec Dumaji. Shout-out to him. Great, great man. And when he was taking me through all the uh, training to, to learn how to use the board and everything, he took a second and he pointed to the microphone. And I will always remember this. He said, brother, this thing right here. This is one of the most powerful tools in the world. Remember that. And I did, sir. And I thank you for that. So this idea that, you know, you have no idea and that this is just some, old I'm just a dude just talking. Come on. Let's not do that. You're a really intelligent guy, sir. Right. You know what you're doing. When you invite certain people up on on your show to have conversations with them, you know exactly why you're having them up on your show to have conversations with them. Okay? Let's not bullshit each other, sir. You had this guy on few rando guests talking about black people have this innate gene that that makes them way more violent than, than the average. Do you remember this? I do. A lot of people believe that. And so a lot of people treated and continue to treat black people differently because of this bullshit ass uh, uh, academic paper or study. All right. Come on. So don't let like don't don't try to you know beat me in the head and and uh, get me to think that uh you know that hey I'm 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 just talking I, I I got no you know come on please my podcast is nowhere near yours and and I'm cognizant of the people that I have I'm not saying that I agree with every single thing but I know for a fact if if I reach out to somebody that is part of the nation of Islam, for example, I know what the subject matter is going to, you know, entail. I know this. I know it. Right? If I were to, you know, uh, um, reach out to somebody in, I don't know, whatever other, you know, uh, 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 community, I know what the subject matter is going to entail. I know this. And I know that you know this, sir. So the, this idea that you know we're gonna just throw stones and hide our hand—I'm I'm, I'm just Canadian. I don't know what I'm doing. No, we're not. We're not doing that, sir. Not on my watch, nigga. Okay, we're not gonna gonna do that. <sighs> Now people talk about freedom of speech. Freedom of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Listen, you're talking to I don't, I'm going to say a retired rapper even though I, you know, there's some some moments when I do feel like getting in the booth and whatever, but for the most part, I am retired. I'm on my Joe Budden shit. I'm I'm retired. I'm happy to do what I'm doing now, to be honest with you. Okay? As a rapper, I Lived by the creed of freedom of speech and wanting to express myself by any means necessary, even if that meant that I had to say the foulest shit in the world. Okay, I would say it, hundred percent. If that's how how I was feeling in that moment, I would absolutely say it, hundred percent, because I felt that the listener. Would hopefully be able to see past a few swear words to gain the jewel in whatever I was talking about in that moment. With that, with that, I also understood that freedom of speech has never meant freedom of consequence from said speech. We're going to drop a bomb. It's never meant that. I don't know what world do you folks live in? Maybe, you know, you've, you've lived a really sheltered existence, right? Maybe that's what it is. You, you lived a really sheltered existence and nobody has ever checked you. Nobody's ever checked you. You know, you're kind of hanging around. You are probably hanging around the wrong black people. You should be hanging around me, Joe. Okay, because the way that I was raised, I saw people who would say shit to other people and a fight would usually break out. I don't know who would win or I don't know who would lose, but I can tell you for certain, you say the wrong shit out your mouth to somebody, the right person on the wrong day, and they're going to seat you on your ass, sir, respectfully. That's the thing that happens. And it just—it doesn't just happen in the black community. It happens in every fucking community. So freedom of speech has never meant freedom of consequence from said speech. As I'm talking into this microphone right now, I am aware that there are going to be some people out there that are probably not going to like what I'm saying. Here's the deal. I'm comfortable with that. Right? What I'm what I'm not going to do is, say, well, freedom of speech. No. No. That's weirdo behavior. That This is entitled behavior. OK. And again, if you're spreading this message out to your followers, you're doing them a grave misjustice. Because I want my listeners to know 100% that, listen, freedom of speech. Yes, you can theoretically say whatever you want to say, but whatever comes with it comes with it. Okay. And if you're willing to to run that risk. Then say whatever you you need to say. Say whatever you, you need to say. But you cannot Throw stones and hide your hand. That is coward shit. And Joe, I'm going to shoot you some bail here, sir, and believe that you are not a coward. Nigga. I like saying that word. (laughs) Oh, God, man. You know. This whole thing, man, like this whole, this whole, oh boy, oh boy, this whole racism thing, this whole, you know, it's so fucking dumb. It really is so stupid. It really is. And I get it. I get it. I'm in the biz too, right? I understand as entertainers, when you find your audience, you want to cater to that audience, hundred percent. That that's you. You find that's your tribe, you're gonna cater to them. Quiet is kept. You might think differently, right? But when you're on stage and and you, or you're in in that studio and those lights come on, and you know there's that countdown and you know action or whatever it is, you're going to turn it on and off you go. I'm aware of this, right? But at some time, at some point, rather, at some point, we're going to have to all take our medicine no matter what. And real men, men of integrity, sir, will admit when they fucked up. And you did do that. So for that, I have to give you a virtual high five from wherever you are in the world right now. Shout out to you for apologizing. Let's drop a bomb on that. Okay. I'm going to go ahead, pay, pay some more bills. Keep it locked right there. This is Stan Bravo Podcast. Do not go nowhere. Yo, what up, what up? This is Stan Bravo, the host of the Stan Bravo Podcast. It's the Stan Bravo Podcast. (laughs) Are you a business owner that is looking for a way to partner with the pod? Well, I would love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, StanBravoPodcast at gmail.com with a proposal, and I will check it out. And if it makes sense, I'll be in touch. Yo, what up? This is Stan Bravo. As many of you guys may know, early this year, I went through cancer and even chemotherapy. And thank God I've made it out on the other side. And as a way to give back to the people that have given me a second chance, I designed a collection of t-shirts to raise money for the MacArthur Cancer Therapy Center. Some of the proceeds from the shirts will go to the center to raise money for the folks there that do an amazing job day in, day out, especially during the times that we're living in now with this pandemic. If you're interested, head over to StanBravo.com right now. Check out one of the shirts and uh, purchase one today. Yo, are you a singer, a dancer, a rapper? Whatever you are, I am looking for some unsigned, talented people to interview. Are you one of them? I think you could be. Here's how we will both know. Shoot me an email, podcast at gmail.com. And let me know why you should be on the pod. And if it makes sense, then I'll have you on at Stan Bravo Podcast at gmail.com. It's the Stan Bravo Podcast. <laughs> Back with is Stan Bravo Podcast, and of course I am Stan Bravo. We're talking Joe Rogan, we're talking the N-word, we're talking racism, all that type of shit. Wanna thank you guys for tuning in with me. Do remember that this podcast streams on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course iHeartRadio. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's get this podcast out there to more people. Shout out to the people that have been listening to me um, in the US, in Australia, and around the world. I really do do appreciate you guys, and we're gonna keep this thing rolling. Alright. Nigga. <laughs> I need to uh, do something with that. I might turn that into a song or something. I don't know. All right. Uh, this, you know, I don't like to use terms that everybody uses, man. Especially terms that people use on Twitter. Like triggered or, you know, gaslighting and blah, blah, blah. It feels like, it, you know, like they've been used you know, so much kind of annoy me, you know, (laughs) but I have to say that, but I have to say that I, that I noticed that some keyword white people appear to love to gaslight black people about shit, you know, and then hide their hand once their medicine comes to them. Like I think of these little butthead ass, you know, people on YouTube that go out of their way, leave their suburban life to go into the, into black areas to do quote pranks and then they make you know prank videos, prank uh hood pranks gone wrong. So you go out of your way to fuck with black people, to antagonize black people, and then once black people react, like any human being would react, okay? And actually and uh and go across your face, you holler out. It was just a prank. It was just a prank. It's just a prank. And now you make money off that too. It's weird. Th- th- this, this fascination that some people have, some, keyword, have with black people is so fucking weird to me. It is so weird. You know? It's like, Borderline fucking stalkerish. It's immature. It's dumb. I can't speak for all black people, but I'll speak for me and the black people that I know. Nobody's thinking about about folks like y'all, man. What the hell? Got got another? Black people have enough shit. <laughs> to worry about than than to be thinking of yeah but for some reason we always seem to be on your minds it is so fucking wild to me it's so wild notice I'm saying some I'm not saying all Hmm? because I know somebody out there Waiting for, for, for me to um, slip up so, so they can say, see, gotcha. It's what they love doing. Every time a black person calls out, you know, any, any type of racism, you know, uh, the other side will pull up rando shit like, well, look at white chicks. See, gotcha. So fucking weird. So weird. You know, it's like, you know. How many years of blackface in movies and and uh um you know and in cartoons? Disney, I see you. Right? Warner Brothers, I see you. Keeping it real. How many years of that shit? And white chicks (laughs) that that is a great neutralizer. See, gotcha. So weird so fucking weird but there's a lot of goofies like this and ironically these same goofies swear that they are the tough guys and it is the left that are the snowflakes for me for the record i don't give a fuck about left or right i think both sides show levels of goofiness to be all the way real But that whole, see, gotcha. I think that shit is so weird to me. It's weird. The Rock came out and he, at first, saluted Joe Rogan for his apology about, you know, uh, the the vaccine and and, and all that type of shit. Then when he acquired more information about the whole uh, racist shit, he said, well, okay. Now that I have more information, I'm going to do better. And then Donald Trump Jr. proceeded to go ahead and him and his minions and, and try to go find, you know, clips from, you know, the Rock's time at uh at a, a WWE to post these clips and say, see, gotcha. In the hopes that the Rock is canceled. But yet these same people say how much. Cancel culture is for the weak, but here you are. See, gotcha. So weird, so weird. Oh boy, oh boy. Let me drink some water, man. Oh boy, oh boy. Shout out to uh, Whoopi Goldberg, too, by the way. I'm pretty sure Whoopi... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Whoopi is somewhere in like, thank God for Joe Rogan in good old-fashioned grade-A American racism. Who? He saved my black ass. We didn't forget about you, Whoopi. Just saying. See? Gotcha. <laughs> oh, my God. You know... I got to say like the whole thing the whole thing is so unbelievably goofy to me in all seriousness it's goofy you know I got to say that um, you know racism to me to me in my opinion in my opinion Racism to me is easily one of the dumbest fucking concepts known to man. It's one of the dumbest philosophies, ideations, whatever, whatever, belief systems, whatever it is known to man. It's stupid as all hell. And the reason why I feel like it's so dumb is because, you know, you have twins that can be born share the same space in the womb for nine months, but will grow to become two completely different people. I got twins in my family. I know this to be true. But yet you have people that'll think that, (laughs) golly, it annoys me that I even have to say this out loud. You have people that will think, that millions of individual people will have their own, you know, thoughts and belief systems and uh, POVs on life that all of these people all think, feel, and act the same. That is so fucking dumb. And to me, if I'm going to put my conspiracy theorist hat on, I feel like, you know, if you're racist, like legit, where you can bypass your own common sense and have these steadfast beliefs, then what that tells me is that your mind has been compromised, beloved. Hmm? Just saying. Think about it. I have a theory of racism. This is my theory. I call this my parents who ain't shit theory. Let's pretend you have a, um some parents, right? Um, husband and wife. And they have some kids. Now, these parents are fucking assholes. They hate their kids. They don't like them at all. Okay? But they also know that as parents they're lazy and they need their kids to go ahead and do all the things that they don't want to do so how do we get them to uh, um, uh, do that well the kids bicker amongst themselves mainly about the parents and the kids start talking. And they're like, "Man, I can't stand mom and dad." Yeah, I know, right there. Yeah, like they're fucking assholes, man. I, I I I hate them. Yada yada yada. The parents see this. They hear this. They're like, "Okay, chill. We we got to put some water on this." So they call that the eldest one over. They say, "Hey, you. You know what? You know I um. You." You have always been my favorite. You know that? You look like me. You're hardworking, just like me. Not like your brothers and sisters, though. They're fucking lazy. Good for nothing. But you, you are my favorite. And to show you how much you're my favorite, guess what what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a little something. Going to buy you a car. Now, that car is not going to be as good as my car, but it's going to be a car, right? So now the eldest says, Whoa, gee, thanks. Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. You guys are awesome. And he goes back to his brothers and sisters who are still complaining about his parents. And they're like, yeah, man, mom, I hate mom. I hate dad and yada, yada, yada. And the brother comes back and he's like, well, actually, 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 mom and dad are not so bad. I mean, look what they gave me. Maybe, just maybe, if you were as hardworking as I was, you would get it too. So now the siblings are like, wait, wait, what? Eh, fuck you. Right? Right? Now animosity grows between the siblings. The siblings begin to really focus all of their attention on their brother. And while that's happening, the parents get to go vacation somewhere. Eventually the kids begin to to kind of realize, hey man, where the hell is mom and dad? Like, you know, like what's going on? Oh, they're out there vacationing again, spending all that goddamn money while we're sitting here doing all the fucking work. Yeah, man, I can't stand them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The parents get wind to this. They're like, oh shit, hold on. They're 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 looking over here again. We gotta find a way to put some water on this. I got it. 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 We're gonna go to second born. we're going to give him the same kind of speech, similar. So we go to the second born and we say, hey, 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 you know what? Uh, We haven't treated you fairly. You have not been treated fairly at all, at all. Um, Please, please forgive us. We love you the same, Right. Now, your brother, though, the, that oldest brother, he the, what he's been doing to you, though, that is reprehensible. Fuck that little motherfucker. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you a car, too. It's not going to be as good as your older brother's. and It's damn sure not going to be as good as our car. But it's a car. Hmm? And then the second one skips away. And he's like, well, thanks, mom. Thanks, you guys are the best. And then he goes back to his siblings. And now the oldest brother is like feeling left out. You know, he's like, well, shit, you know, mom and dad, they've been ignoring me, but now they're showing you so much attention. This is what he's thinking. But outwardly he's saying, hey, man, you know, the the way mom and dad are treating me is not fair. You know, they're they're treating me like, you know, like shit. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm a you know, like a second-class kid. And the other siblings are like, really? Tell me more. As a matter of fact, they're they're not so bad to me. Look what they just gave me. Sound familiar? Hmm? And then the kids continue to go and fight amongst themselves. And mom and dad get to work on their tans in peace. I think you understand what I'm saying here without me having to explain it. But this is how I feel, this is my theory rather, on how I feel that racism works. Hmm? So, in closing, in closing, a friend of mine told me one time that if you want to understand Enlightenment, you need to try to picture your face in somebody else's face. And when I began doing that, it began to open my eyes to this whole thing. And the fact that I believe that we truly are all connected in this world, despite everything that I've said, which I do believe, by the way but I do believe that we are all connected in this world. I do believe that. Music has shown me this, right? Music is the one thing that to me has always shown me the truth, okay? Another thing or another example of something that has shown me the truth are children. Now I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, kids, they don't they don't know any better. They're they will walk out in traffic and whatever whatever. Ah, it's fine. Let's just put that to the side for a bit. Let's say you have five kids. You have a white white kid, a Hispanic kid, a black kid, a um Asian kid, and a Indian kid. You have five kids and you put them all together. You want to know what you have? You will have five friends until their parents come and tell them different. Don't be that parent. I say this with love. I thank you guys for tuning in. Do remember to always tune in every Monday for another episode of the Stan Bravo podcast. As always, I'm Stan Bravo. Peace. If- and bravo paul cat <laughs>